This is a special edition of the Bo's Nose Show Town Hall, recorded on June 28, 2017. We hope that you will stay tuned and enjoy the show and send your questions and comments to talk at krbnradio.net or on Facebook. And don't forget to click that like button. Just a reminder, the Bo's Nose Show with your host, West Lane County Commissioner Jay Bosevich, is brought to you live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, right here on KRBN Internet News Talk Radio. You can now take KRBN Internet News Talk Radio with you on your mobile phone as we are making it easier to listen to the great hosts here on KRBN, including our very own West Lane County Commissioner, Jay Bosevich. It's free and available on Google Play. Just look for player.fm. That's player.fm and search for KRBN. Live from Lane County, Oregon, it's the Bose Nose Show with your host, West Lane County Commissioner, Jay Bosevich. And now, here's Jay. Uh, welcome to the uh, Telephone Town Hall. We'll be beginning in a few minutes when we get a few more people dialed in. I uh, appreciate your patience as we dial folks into the Telephone Town Hall here. We'll be beginning in just a few minutes. And I think we have enough people on the line now. Welcome, everyone, to this Telephone Town Hall. Again, I am Jay Bozovich, your West Lane County Commissioner. And this is just one of many ways I'm using to reach out to my constituents and provide information about Lane County and to offer you the chance to ask me a question. If you have a question for me, then you just have to press zero and that'll let our call screeners know you uh, want to uh, get in the queue here and they'll pick up and get your question and get you scheduled in the queue. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to get to everybody tonight. In addition, I'm going to be asking a couple of poll questions during the telephone conference, and you'll be able to respond using your uh, phone keypad. And uh, so it's going to be an interactive event. It's not going to be just me talking. You'll be able to uh, to be able to uh, you know respond to those polls, as well as uh, if you want to ask a question, um, you can uh, press. Again, that's press zero on your keypad, and that'll put you in the queue to ask a question. Again, this is uh, the telephone town hall. I'm your West Lane County Commissioner, Jay Bozovich, and I'm going to start out today uh, talking about our recently adopted budget that will go into effect on July 1st. The budget was balanced by controlling internal costs like employee benefits with a reduced tax rate for the jail levy. The board, our administration, and employees of Lane County have been working collaboratively to obtain cost savings through through a lot of different innovative approaches. Lane County recently changed to being self-insured and for our employee health plans. This change to self-insurance saved the county approximately $2.6 million in this upcoming fiscal year. This change to self-insurance follows years of other changes in employee health benefit insurance plans and a focus on wellness that has resulted in a 0% increase in our health insurance premiums for the third straight year. 
put this into perspective, for the 10 years leading up to when I became a commissioner in 2011, the county experienced a 100% increase in employee health insurance premiums. Since 2011, the total increase over the last six years has been less than 6%. I would like to see any Fortune 500 company that can make the same claim about their health insurance premiums as Lane County can. In addition, we have been paying a our debt whenever we've received some one-time money. You know, so what Lane County has been able to do is pay down some of our long-term debt utilizing one-time money. This has resulted in Moody's raising our credit rating for bonds to the highest level ever achieved by Lane County. This allowed the board to authorize refinancing of debt from 2009 at such favorable interest rates that it will save the county over $3 million in interest over the life of the debt. The Budget Committee and the Board were also able to adopt a $0.38 cents per thousand of assessed value tax rate instead of the $0.55 cents per thousand assessed value for the public safety levy for the upcoming year due to all these cost-controlling efforts we've made. That is a 31% reduction in the property tax rate for the jail levy. The structurally balanced budget without service cuts and layoffs combined with the reduction in tax rates makes Lane County's budget unique in Oregon. So now that you're, we've got quite a few people on the conference, I'm going to ask the first poll question. Were you aware before this telephone town hall that Lane County had passed a balanced budget while reducing taxes? Press one for yes, press two for no. Again, were you aware that Lane County had a balanced budget while reducing taxes? Press one for yes, press two for no. I'll give the results in a few minutes, but I want to remind everyone that you can press zero at any time if you have a question. So I want um, to talk a little bit about you know, Lane County's finances as we uh, are talking about this year's budget. It's necessary to understand a little bit of history and part of that history is that uh, we lost quite a bit of our revenue from the federal government over the last uh, 16 years in the timber replacement uh, payment supports that have been coming from the federal government. In fact, uh, Secure Rural Schools was tapered off and eventually discontinued. That resulted in a 91% decrease since 2001 in federal forest payments. That was a decline over 40 million in annual payments. Most of this reduction occurred from 2011 to 2013. This caused Lane County to be considered financially at risk by an audit of the Secretary of State in 2012. 
A more recent audit in 2016 removed Lane County from the at-risk list. This was because of the sustained efforts of the county to control costs and privatize services. This year's budget is the end result of years of effort. Lane County has been working hard to, fiscally, to be fiscally responsible with your money. A voluntary separation incentive program was initiated in 2015 that has generated approximately $750,000 in personnel cost savings in the first year of the program, far exceeding the estimates. We have also experienced the fewest number of workers' compensation claims and the lowest cost claims in over five years due to a focus on preventing injuries and resolving claims quickly and efficiently. Vehicle fleet and computer replacement costs have de decreased in the past years due to a better management system for these programs, and we realize that we have to continue these innovative efforts to keep our costs under control. But it's really um, due to these cost controls that we've been able to balance our budget this year and are hoping that we can continue to use these cost controls for the future. So I want to remind folks I've got a poll open right now, and the question was, were you aware before this telephone town hall that Lane County has had, that had passed a balanced budget while reducing taxes? And you just have to press one on your phone for yes and press two for no. And I'll give a couple more minutes for folks to react to that um, so that we can uh, get more people to respond to the poll, and I will give the results out. Uh, so it looks like we've got a pretty good response on the poll, so I'm going to go ahead and close that poll out. And uh, it looks like that there are approximately three-quarters of the people that did not know that Lane County had passed a balanced budget using cost to control cost controls to balance it and with tax reductions built in. And that's one of the reasons why I decided to do this telephone town hall was folks don't know all the time what Lane County is up to. It's it's difficult to keep up. I understand that, you know, we hold our meetings in Eugene and particularly for folks in Florence, that's a long way to drive to attend a meeting. Uh, we help hold the meetings during the day, so you can't always watch them on the internet. And we really wanted to find a way to connect with people. And this telephone town hall is just one of those efforts. And then another effort I try and make is I am available on Facebook. And uh, if you're on Facebook, you may be a friend of mine. But if you just type in Jay Bozovich, uh, you'll sure to find me, or even West Lane County Commissioner, because I have a West Lane County Commissioner page. So you can find me on Facebook. So. I'd like to uh, now get to one of our callers, and it looks like we have um, Mary on the line. Hi, Jay. My name is Mary, and I was wondering when we will see these this tax reduction, because you know this last year our taxes went up quite a bit due to the Junction City school bond passing, which I did not vote for. So I was just curious when we will see the reduction. Well, Mary, that, that's a really good question. And, and what you'll see, <clears throat> excuse 
excuse me, is on your tax bill in November, <clears throat> there'll be a section that says uh, Lane County uh, levy, and the amount of that levy will be less than it could have been if we had passed the 55 cents. So it'll be about 30% less. I don't know if that will balance out with um, all the rest of the tax increases you've had on your bill, plus you probably your house is becoming more valuable with time. But <laughs> at least that, that portion of your bill should be um, lower in the upcoming year. So okay, you, well, that's as, as, great. As you look at the detail of your tax bill on there, there should be a little piece that says uh, uh-huh. Lane County uh, Public Safety Levy and a, and a dollar amount, and, and that'll be a little bit lower than it could have. It'll be 30% lower than it could have been. Great. Well, that's great news. Thank you very much for your hard work. Uh, thank you. Well, you can continue to listen, and uh, and I thank you for the question, and I hope I was able to answer it for you. Yes, you were. Thank you very much. You're welcome. So now for another quick polling question, and uh, to get back to the polling, um, would you prefer Lane County balance our budget by controlling costs or raising revenues. And you want to press one for controlling costs and press two for raise revenues. So that's, would you prefer Lane County to balance our budget by controlling costs or raising revenue? One for controlling costs, two for raising revenue. While folks are answering that question, uh, let's see if we have another um, caller we can talk to here. It looks like we have um, Lauren in Junction City. And as soon as I, there we go. Hello, several questions that all kind of work around all the financial homeowner, worried about being taxed out of my home, being a senior on a fixed income. So between taxes, and medical, which bef- I'm not 65 yet, my taxes or my medical was 225, and now I'm almost 800, and I have to pay that to help those that can't. Is the response that I get. The other thing is, is when we brought the lotto in, it was supposed to help with the kids. So, of my understanding, what I've heard, a little bit goes to that. The rest of it's going towards the per system and that the PERS system has borrowed 20 years ahead of time, so we're already 20 years in debt compared to when I was a teacher in Washington, we had a a teacher's union, so the teachers or anything affiliated with the schools, you did your retirement that way. You weren't considered a city worker like your police or your firemen or city-type you know, working people. It was all separated. So I want to know why and how come all of that is associated together. I've been here since the 70s, never quite understood it. And why are we 47 of all the states with the the most debt? Yeah. Lots of questions wrapped up into that one. I'll try and uh, attack a few of them. Um, You know, basically the PERS system, uh, you know, has been fixed for the future going forward. Um, They made some major changes to it in 1996 and developed Tier 2. And then in in 2003, they they basically ended the system and started a new system called uh, 
Osper's Os Osberg, yeah, and and it's a basically a, a defined contribution system, not a defined benefit system. Very much like your 401k type thing. So new employees, uh, public employees, aren't part of the problem. It was the promises made to the folks way back in tier one and and somewhat like tier the University two of Oregon DEC coaches that aren't city workers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, and. and it's going to be one of those issues that, you know, the court has maintained that there's a contractual relationship there, and there are some changes that could be made to help control those costs somewhat, but they're changes that have to be made by the legislature, and, and I don't control those. What sure. I do control is Lane County's uh, ability to control our PERS costs, and that's something we have done really well in Lane County. We um, went and bonded some of our PERS debt uh, a ways back and uh, when interest rates were very favorable. And at the same time, when they passed a lot of the um, PERS reforms a couple legislative sessions ago, we set aside all the cost savings in a separate account and, and reserved them because we were, we were pretty sure the court was going to overturn a ma major portion of those reforms. And sure enough, the court did and PERS rates are going to go up, but we've got a reserve fund set aside to pay those increased rates in Lane County. And Lane County has actually kept their funding of our liability up in the 90% raise range, unlike some of the school districts, which are down in the 70% range. And therefore, our PERS rate increases have actually been smaller than some of the school districts. that were When they were seeing 6% increases, we were seeing a 1.8% increase. So, so how come we have, we're borrowing uh, against the lotto system? Um, I, I'm not positive we're borrowing against the lotto system for PERS, and that's a better question to ask a state legislator um, on that part of it. But Lane County um, is is keeping up with our uh, PERS liabilities to the best we can and prepared for that uh, increasing cost. It's um, one of the ways we're we're able to uh, control our cost and balance this budget was we didn't have the cost increases in PERS that that school districts like 4J and Junction City saw over the last uh, four or five years. Mm -hmm. So thank, thank you for your call, Lauren. I hope I was able to answer your question. And uh, we'll move on um, and we'll close the uh, second poll here. And it looks like 93% of you <clears throat> would like us to uh, balance our budget by controlling costs, which uh, was not a huge surprise. Um, that's uh, really what I was kind of expecting. And it's really where um, Lane County has been focused, is we're really trying to focus on controlling our costs internally that we are able to control internally. Some costs we're not able to control, like PERS, where it's the you know the, the actual reforms have to be done at the state level. But what we can do is be responsible with how we fund our own PERS uh, responsibilities. We're also 
becoming focused on investing in services that provide long-term savings to the taxpayers. And one of those efforts we're doing is participating in what's called the Stepping Up Initiative, which is a national drive to try and divert those suffering from mental health issues from our criminal justice system and into proper treatment systems. Our sheriff, Byron Trapp, has estimated that 60% of the inmates in the Lane County Jail are suffering from some form of behavioral health issue. The jail is not a healthy place to treat those with issues with, with these mental health issues, and it's also one of the most expensive ways to house people. So Lane County is working on diverting folks from the jail through our new Hourglass Community Crisis Center, which offers 24-7 mental health services, and to local community you know, health services to the local community and providing a linkage to these ongoing mental health and substance abuse treatment needs. We placed three mental health professionals into the jail to provide stabilization and case management to jail inmates and discharge planning so that as we release inmates prior to, set, prior to trial or once they've finished their local sentences, they aren't just returned to the community without any uh, plan to deal with the mental health issue that might have gotten in the jail in the first place. And when they do go back into a crisis after being released, that's where we cost the public money. We take it up in all sorts of resources, uh, such as you know, arresting, incarcerating those folks, and trying them. So we've really tried to utilize <clears throat> all sorts of um, grant funding sources and state funding sources through the Lane County Public Safety Coordinating Council to drive this effort and we've actually created a new mental health court that diverts offenders from jail and prison into these treatment programs. And this is in, in addition to some of our other alternative court models like drug court and veterans court. So whether it's a homeless veteran suffering from a PTSD or a single mother dealing with uh, abuse-driven addiction, it is cheaper in the long run for the community to divert those suffering from mental health issues into treatment rather than expending scarce public safety resources on continually arresting and rearresting, incarcerating, prosecuting, and adjudicating these folks that really are ending up in our criminal justice system all but for an untreated mental health issue. So that kind of leads to my, my final poll question of the night. If Lane County had any additional resources for a budget, where would you want to add those resources? So if you want those to be in public safety like sheriff's patrols, press one. If you want it to be in social services and healthcare, like our community health clinics or the Egan Warming Centers, press two. If you want it to be for county roads and bridges, like increasing maintenance and all that, that's three. If you want to be for economic development, like the grants we awarded to Winnebago to entice them to locate in Junction City, press four. And if you want it to go back to the taxpayer, press five. So again, I'll read those. If we had additional ongoing revenue for our budget, where would you want us to add services? One, for public safety. Two for social and health care, 
three for roads and bridges, four for economic development, and six for return it to the taxpayer. I mean, five for, five for return it to the taxpayer, excuse me. So while folks are answering that question, let's see if we can get to another caller here. We'll go to Joanne in Florence. Good evening, Hi. Joanne. How are you? Good. What's your question? Do they plan on doing any improvements to 126 between Eugene and Florence? Uh, yes, they do have some improvements on the books um, over the next couple years. In fact, I believe there's a project to add a new uh, passing lane just um, west of Walton in that one flat stretch there. And there's some additional um, shoulder widening and, pull, and emergency pullout areas that are going to be added between um, Mapleton and um, basically Hale Valley, where, the, where it, you start getting into the twisty turny part. And those are actually on schedule and were somewhat the result of a, um, a safety task force on Highway 126 that I led a couple years ago, and the state managed to after this, studying some of the problems of 126, the state put together some safety funds uh, from a couple different buckets, and they're going to be doing a project probably starting next summer to do some of that shoulder widening. They have been putting in some of the um, centerline rumble strips and the, uh, the shoulder rumble strips to try and alert people when they're starting to do, uh, you know, depart their lane. Um, but that has been a, a real issue is the safety of that road. Um, yeah, you know, we had 10 deaths within 12 months in that stretch between Benita and, and Mapleton. And For someone that drives kind of it every week, yeah, yeah. where the dangers. Are they going to put any side rails up on Badger Mountain now that they've logged it? Have you driven it? Yes, I have driven that. And, and it, it it's always been that steep drop-off. It just is more visual now that the, the trees aren't there. And I don't know if, if ODOT's planning on a rail there or not. I will ask ODOT about that. I'm, I'm making a note to myself right now. Um, I don't think we all realized how big of that drop that was until the trees were gone. Yeah. One thing is that not having the trees there is I've noticed the traffic goes slower through there, which is not a bad thing because... One of the things that task force discovered was almost all of the crashes on 126 are due to a driver behaviors, uh, oh, yeah. either distracted, distracted driving, driving while impaired, but most of all, just going too fast for the conditions and leaving their and lane departure. So hopefully uh, folks will start driving a little bit more carefully through there, but we're also, there are some planned improvements and hopefully, if the uh, legislature passes a transportation package, there will actually be some funding to go beyond the ones I described uh, to you just a minute ago. So I hope I was able to answer your question about 126, and it is a major focus of mine because I drive that highway all the time, getting to and from Florence for meetings, and um, I understand how dangerous it is, and uh, I have friends that live right on one of the worst curves and had an 18-wheeler in their front yard um, full of logs. I know what house you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a very good friend of mine who also happens to be a captain in the Eugene Fire Department, so he's actually responded to a lot of calls on 126. Um, 
and it's something that is desperately in need of improvement from Eugene all the way to Florence. Uh, it needs some work, uh, but in particularly wow. between Notai and Mapleton. Now that they consider it a major truck route, yeah, it needs some improvements. Great. Well, I hope I was able to answer your question, Joanne, and thank you for calling into the Telephone Town Hall tonight. Okay, thank you. Bye. So I'm going to be closing the final poll here in just a minute, and uh, I'll just read off the um, the answers real quick again in the question. It's, if Lane County had additional resources for the budget, where would you add services back in? Press 1 for public safety. Press 2 for social services and health care. Press 3 for roads. Press 4 for economic development. And press 5 for back to the taxpayer. So we'll be closing that poll in just a minute. Give folks a chance to answer here. And I'm going to go ahead and close that poll out. And it looks like um, that we have the, the leading answer to that was social services and health care, where we had 35% of you respond. That's where you would add services back in if we had more resources. The next largest answer was public safety, which was at 29%, not too far behind. Roads followed at 24%. Economic development was way down at 3%. And back to the taxpayer was only 10%. I was, I, I'm surprised that that was not the leading answer, but um, it looks like folks are, are looking for at least some improvement in some of these services. And I realize um, that there's a lot more we could be doing um, to help folks like I was describing with uh, mental health issues and the homeless. And also, uh, we have a real lack of, of patrol services in most of the, in, in such a large county where we only have, at times, three patrol officers in a county the size of the state of uh, Connecticut is really not enough coverage. So I, I see where those came up high. And of course, folks drive on roads every day, so that's pretty top of mind. So pretty evenly split there between uh, social services, roads, and public safety. Uh, Variance from 24 to 35%, but social services and healthcare came in first in that poll. Very interesting results. So let's see if we can get another um, call before we uh, get finished up with this telephone town hall. Let's go to Jean in Florence. Hello. Jean, thank, thank you for participating, Jean. What's your question? Well, my question is, has it ever come up with or been discussed about giving a tax break program to, on property taxes for low-income people? Um, that has been discussed before, and there actually is a program for seniors to defer your taxes. Um, that you can actually sign up for. So if you're over 65, if you contact our assessment and taxation folks, there is a method to actually have your taxes deferred. It doesn't mean that they're lowered, but it would defer them until your property is sold um, at a later date, and then it would be paid, those deferred taxes would be paid out of the proceeds of the sale of the property. 
Um, well, I, I, I did know about that, but I, you know, think that a lot of people want to leave their house to their children uh, or, you know, what little they have to their children. And if you defer your taxes, that's just going to grow in interest and, and, you know, can become quite a lot of money. But anyway, I just thought I would ask. I thought, you know, people that are on a fixed income or just live on their Social Security, the taxes keep going up, but their income doesn't go up with it. So yeah, anyway, well, I thank you. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. And uh, just to kind of continue with, with Jean's topic a little bit, there has been some efforts in the legislature. One of the things is that counties have to follow state law when it comes to property taxes, and there really isn't a statutory ability to do a low-income um, tax break on property taxes right now. And property taxation is kind of one of those um, – it's a wealth tax, and it doesn't really um, deal with somebody's ability to pay that tax. So it would be something that would be interesting to look at in future legislative sessions. Probably won't happen this one as they're trying to wrap up and adjourn for the year. So thank you for calling, Gene, and I hope I was able to answer your question for you. And I want to thank everyone um, who participated in, in this telephone town hall tonight. And I hope you found it useful in learning a little bit more about Lane County. And I would encourage you to feel free to contact me through Facebook, Jay Bozovich, West Lane County Commissioner, or even call me directly on my cell phone at 541-953-6555. And I'd also like to remind folks that I do a weekly Internet radio show on KRBN Internet Radio called The Bozanos Show. That is live every Wednesday at 4 o'clock. And past episodes are available to listen to at any time, so you don't have to just be available at 4 o'clock. But you can find that by Googling it on the, on the Internet or through my Facebook page. So thank you for participating tonight, and I hope I was able to answer some questions, and I hope this was a useful investment of your time. Good night, and have a great evening, and thank you again.